Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, October 29th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen back in the studio once again with Josh Crash Davis. This time for the Week 8 Primetime Show, two NFL games Sunday and Monday night. Some big quarterbacks and matchups here, Josh. Are you ready to break it down with me? Yeah, I am. I think this is going to be a really good game. You know, we've got some big injury news that we're going to have to watch and see what happens there. But if if everything comes together, everyone plays, these should be, especially this first game, should be a pretty good one. Yeah, Dallas, Minnesota. Let's talk about that one. Sunday night, 820 Eastern. And big question marks on that Dallas side. Let's see if if we can figure it out here because we're getting conflicting reports out of the Dallas camp all the way from Jerry Jones down through the the front office. Um, We may need to call Coach and see if he has some inside knowledge here because we know that with NFL, all he cares about is the Cowboys. Right. Um, And it's interesting because both of these teams are coming off the bye, and you'd think that maybe Dallas would be ready to go, but some big question marks with, with Dak and company. Yeah, there really is. It's, it's pretty surprising because usually when you come off a bye, you want to, you know, come in with a good feeling. You're healthy and ready to go and rested. And and they've got a lot of question marks. So, I mean, the biggest question mark you could probably have when your quarterback, star quarterback's out or possibly out. So, yeah, after a monster game against New England, yeah, and that overtime win before the bye. So now uh, I'll set the stage and you can break down the Cowboys side. We've got uh, Dallas at five and one. The underdogs, probably because of the question marks, Minnesota Minnesota favored by three at home at three and three. Total here, 52, courtesy of our, our friends at betus.com.pa. Um, so, I mean, let's let's start with Dak here. Um, what, what are your thoughts? It's Friday night here, so a long way until kickoff. But assuming he plays, uh, what do you think about this Dallas side? Yeah, if 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 assuming he plays, I'm definitely going to be you know looking to roster Dak. Um, you know he's averaging 302 passing yards per game, which is fourth most in the league. He's thrown 16 touchdowns, only four interceptions. Like you mentioned earlier, he's coming off that huge game against New England. He threw 51 times uh, for 445 yards and three touchdowns, one interception, and that was against the Patriots, who've I had a pretty good, you know, defense against quarterbacks. They've allowed the seventh fewest fantasy points. And the Vikings are actually right behind them with the eighth fewest fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. So very similar matchup. And I think that if he plays, he can put up pretty similar numbers. I really do. Uh, I think that Vikings secondary is going to be pretty vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned the fantasy points, and I looked at that as well. Uh, You know, they can be had. Kyler Murray had a big game against them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they've been more solid against other matchups, but Dak's right in that same uh, realm as, as Kyler. So I agree. Right. It could be a good situation for, uh, for Dak if he's out there. Um, now, where are you going to look to uh, pair him up? I'm going to pair him up with CD lamb. Uh, no surprise there. Last week, CD lamb saw 11 targets his most since he had 15 in Tampa in week one. Um, he had, you know, brought in nine of those 11 targets for 149 yards and two touchdowns uh, for his best game of the year with 39 fantasy points. And he's projected to primarily match up against Bashad Breland. Um, Breland has been, you know, capable of getting burned. I've, I've had a couple of uh, games that I've seen Breland myself, not on in person, but on TV when he was with the Packers. And so I know that that's a matchup that Lamb can take advantage of. 
Um, Breland has allowed 23 receptions this year, has a coverage rating, according to Pro Football Focus, of 53.2. So Lamb is definitely going to be my primary receiver that I'm looking to pair him up with. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've I've I preferred Lamb this year, especially on DraftKings with PPR. But I'm a little more interested in Cooper than usual here with a $2,800 savings. And we have seen from Dallas what we heard we were going to see, which is these receivers moving around quite a bit, um, you know, left and right. And Pro Football Focus actually gives Cooper a tiny edge on the on the matchups. 65.2 to 62.4. So, uh, you know, this may be a week where I take the savings with Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to keep playing with that. But we also have Gallup questionable, uh, trending towards doubtful. Is that what you're seeing, Josh? Yeah, yeah. It's looking like he's probably not going to make it till next uh, next week against Joe's Denver Broncos. So we could have some more Cedric Wilson. He's beginning yeah. a couple catches here recently what about tight ends and running backs for dallas so yeah i'm definitely looking at zeke um he's 13 8 in the captain spot 9200 in the flex he scored 23 fantasy points or more in three of his last four games he's 200 cheaper than dalvin cook uh, against the vikings defense that ranks 26 in rushing yards they've allowed 128 rushing yards per game um, and they're 30th in yards per carry at 4.8. So there definitely should be some opportunities there for Zeke. And I don't know how many people know this, but he actually saw nine targets last week as well. So if they're going to get him heavily involved in the passing game like that, I'm definitely going to want to roster him on DraftKings. Yeah, he's picked it up a little bit with with Pollard nipping at his heels with his production. And I, I am on Zeke as well this week. Yeah. Cowboys have a 78% run blocking advantage. That's the second highest for the entire week eight slate, mm. according to PFF. So, uh, you know, especially with Dak, not a hundred percent, I think this could be a, a, a strong Zeke week. Um, and then how about the tight ends? Yeah, I, I am looking at Dalton Schultz. Um, he scored double digit fantasy points in all but one game this year. He's averaging about six targets a game. You know, he makes for that nice lower owned GPP play that could give you leverage against the higher priced and probably higher owned options on the slate. So I am looking at Dalton Schultz for sure in the larger tournaments. Yeah, he's definitely picked it up lately. Um, Gotten a nice little bump in targets without Gallup. Um, I did notice that Minnesota has yet to give up a touchdown to tight ends. Hmm. Um, So we'll see if Schultz can break that trend because he has – had a nose for the end zone uh, lately. All right, let's go to this Minnesota side. And they are coming off the overtime win against Carolina. Got themselves to, to 500. And now they've got Dallas at home. And here's the thing with Minnesota. We know they love to run the ball and give it to Cook. But the matchup says throw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way to, to beat Dallas. Teams have been doing it all year. Not for the victory. Uh, since Dallas only has one one loss, but that's how they've been moving the ball. Uh, and Cousins, I mean, if he gets the opportunity, he can do some damage. 373 mm-hmm. yards passing against Carolina with three scores. So I'd like to get some exposure to this Minnesota passing attack. Uh, I, I will roster Cousins. He is expensive on DraftKings. Uh, the question is, who do we match him up with? Well, we want to avoid Mr. Diggs. 
what a playmaker for Dallas. Yeah. Um, he's spending 61% of his time on, on the right side. Uh, but the thing with Minnesota is they move their guys around too. Right. Uh, Jefferson, 38% on the left side, Thielen, 32 So, you know, this could, again, be a situation where you go with the cheaper guy. Um, they're a little bit tighter in price. Um, but both guys have really strong matchup grades from PFF, 88 and 79, respectively. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could go with one of those, or you could really get the savings with K.J. Osborne. He's only 5000 on DraftKings this week. Had that big touchdown to win it last week. Um, 61% in the slot. He's got that matchup against Lewis. So, you know, I, I'm looking at all three guys, really. And, and I mean, let's be honest. It's it's challenging to handicap Minnesota wide receivers. Um, and, you know, sometimes it can just come down to who gets the touchdown or two. But do you have a you know an interest in this passing attack? Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to play Justin Jefferson. I think he has the highest upside of all the receivers in Minnesota. Um, you know, just for a ceiling, but as far as value goes, I definitely could see KJ Osborne being a solid play and of course Adam Thielen is a proven veteran, solid numbers every year. Um, so really any of those three you could go and and feel pretty good about, but for me personally, I'm leaning towards Jefferson and Osborne. Okay. And then I'll circle back to the running back group here uh cook obviously getting the monster share uh of the touches madison back on the fringes uh you know and again because they love to feed him it's tough to fade him Mm -hmm. but if we go with zeke and we go with some of this minnesota passing attack you know one of the stud dallas receivers probably can't get to dalvin cook so i'm leaning towards fading him even though it's it's an uncomfortable thing to do when you're playing uh, a Viking showdown game. Um, but we, we need to save some money somewhere. So uh, one, one possibility is Conklin, 4,400. Uh, he's picking it up here, uh, 71 yards last week. Dallas has given up four touchdowns to tight ends, 11th most fantasy points. So he's an option. Then there's D.D. Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting a catch or two here and there. He's ultra cheap, 800, a um, little bit dinged up, you know, not don't, don't necessarily need to go that low, but just want to mention the potential pass catchers here, but you know, are you with me or you, could you see yourself fading cook? Yeah. I mean, if, if, um, if Dak doesn't play, then we can definitely get to cook. I think, you know, cause we don't have to worry about paying up for him. Yep. Um, but if he does play like we're, we're expecting him to, then it's going to be hard to get to cook and Jefferson and, you know, Ezekiel Elliott and CD lamb. I mean, it's just, you're going to run out of money pretty quick. So yeah. Yeah. You have to make some tough choices. Right. Not like that showdown game we had recently where there was no salary cap on FanDuel. You are going to have to make some choices this week. All right. Well, um, before we get to game two, if you want to see the choices that we end up making, jump in with us at DFSCoachTalk.com. Get our showdown lineups. We do full lineups for FanDuel, Yahoo, cash lineups, GPP. We do the core on DraftKings for cash and GPP. Uh, Sign up on the website. We'll get you into our Discord. Jump in before the Sunday main slate so you get those lineups as well. And then whichever our membership you get, you're still going to get all of our other sports. So basketball, seven days a week, uh, world series lineups, 
Josh has been smashing those. And our golf lineups Wednesday and Friday. Uh, all right, let's go to game two, Josh. New York and Kansas City. And this, we expect, uh, will be a slate with a salary cap. Right now, we don't have the pricing yet. No numbers, yeah. Friday night, um, I, I think DraftKings and FanDuel are waiting for the injury news with New York with a bunch of moving parts. So uh, I'll let you uh, get us going there. I just want to mention the spread right now. Casey favored by 10. Uh, the over-under also 52 here. Uh, Monday night kickoff, of course, 815. So what I'm looking at here is Saquon doubtful, probably out. Same thing with Galladay. And then we may have the you know more successful receiving core for the Giants. We may get Tony, Shepard, and Slayton. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that what you're projecting? Yeah, that's what it's that's what it's looking like. And then there's just question marks about all of them, but it looks like yeah, that Shepard and, and and Tony should be back this week. So, all right. Well, Casey's struggled defensively this year. Um, are you interested in in some of these Giants? Yeah, I'm going to be looking at uh, Daniel Jones. Um, you know, everybody's going to flock to Mahomes, but. For a GPP, you could look at Daniel Jones. Kansas City has allowed the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. He's kind of due for a bounce back game. He's, you know, kind of cooled off recently. He had a really pretty, pretty strong start to the season, those first four games, and then just kind of fell off lately. So I think in this matchup, especially if he has his weapons back there, um, it's going to, you know, put him in a good position to bounce back. So he would, he would be where I would start. Uh, yeah, I mean, last week you had Dante Pettis out there, John Ross. Yeah. So, like you said, he really didn't have his weapons, um, but an awesome matchup here. Um, so, do you have a, a preference out of if we do get Tony Shepard and Slayton? Yeah, I think I'm probably going to lean towards Shepard and Tony. Um, Shepard, you know, he's questionable, but if he plays, he and Tony should see the most targets. Shepard has games this year where he saw 14, 10, and 9 targets. Um, he's only played in four games, so three of them. He's had basically double-digit targets. So you definitely could look at Shepard there. Um, and then on the other side with Kadarius Tony, you know, he had that monster game in Dallas. He had 10 receptions thirteen on 13 targets for 189 yards. Uh, didn't score a touchdown, but he still had like 30 DraftKings points and then got hurt the next week against the Rams. So he's definitely shown the potential to have that monster breakout game. Um, and in, against the chiefs who struggled against wide receivers, this is a pretty favorable matchup for him too. So, you know, in GPPs, you could look at a giant stack uh, that could really, really put you in a good position. It absolutely could. Um, how about the running back situation? Devonte Booker has stepped in for Saquon and uh, done some damage. Uh, again, we don't have the pricing yet, but uh, is that an area you're looking at? Not really, but if you wanted to go there, you know, he should be the workhorse. He should get the bulk of the carries. Um, he had 14 carries last week for 51 yards and a touchdown. I just really want to rely more on these receivers because I think this is going to be a shootout back and forth type game. Um, and so they're going to have to score quick to keep up with Kansas City. So I could I could see them just relying heavily on the pass. Yeah, I'm I'm getting excited at the thought of a, a shootout on Monday night with some 
competent quarterbacking. Yeah. We didn't see that this last Monday night, did we? No, With, no uh, Geno Smith and James Winston in this game. <laughs> yikes. Uh, how about tight ends here? Mr. Ingram? Yeah. In yeah, he is in the mix. You know, he's been brought up in a lot of trade rumors uh, recently. Um, he's going to be looking to make a strong impression to his next team, I think. You know, the trade deadline is the next day after the game, so November 2nd. With all the injuries at wide receiver, you know, you could be looking at him. Um, especially if either Shepard or, or Tony are ruled out to get in a, a boost in, in, in targets. Um, and, uh, you know, Kansas City has allowed the fifth most fantasy points to tight end. So I am looking at Ingram as a possible GPP option as well. All right. Excellent. Well, if we're going to get some back and forth action here, let's talk about the KC side. And man, what a disappointing yeah. performance against Tennessee. They lost 27 to 3. Mahomes turning it over left and right and then just got hammered on that play at the end. That was a rough one. Um, you know, I thought they were going to get the wake-up call after that loss to Buffalo, but mm -hmm. just kind of going through the motions. Now they're three and four. I mean, it's really wake-up time now. And there has been talk in Kansas City uh, from Mahomes and others about you know making the right decision, not necessarily going for the home run ball. Um, so I, I put my faith in them again here mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, get, get Mahomes out there and match him up with, you know, probably at least one of his studs, uh, Kelsey or Hill. I'm kind of leaning towards Kelsey because if you think about it, you know, Hill is, you know, ultra fast. So for anyone to, to get a deep shot to, it's, it's about as quick as you can get, but mm -hmm. if he's going to get the ball out of his hands quicker, it's going to go to Kelsey. Yeah. And, how many times have we seen Mahomes roll out and Kelsey's, you know, 10, 12 yards down the field open, but he, he foregoes that for the home run shot. Maybe this week he checks it down a little bit more and uses Kelsey. And, and he has an awesome matchup here. 52% advantage against Ragland, according to PFF, um, you know, kind of middle of the road in terms of actual fantasy points allowed, but they haven't faced a Kelsey. They have given up four touchdowns. So I'm looking at Mahomes to Kelsey here, uh, you know, and then and then it's sort of a matter of who else can you fit. Um, New York's given up the tenth most fancy points to wide receivers, uh, so Hill, you know, is a natural fit, uh, and the matchup is is strong in the slot where Hill has now run 58 percent of his routes, mm -hmm. but Hardman has run 52 percent of his routes there. And he's been getting more and more action. Uh, we know he's going to be much cheaper than Hill, so that's an option. And then Byron Pringle picked it up last week, five catches for 73. Whenever he gets run, uh, you know, he can be the difference maker on a showdown slate, no doubt about it, because he's always cheap, um, but he, and he's got that big upside, big play upside. So that's kind of my main focus here. Are you going to have significant exposure to the KC passing attack? Yeah, definitely. And I, I like what you said about Kelsey, you know, with Mahomes getting the ball out quicker to dump it off to him. It makes a lot of sense. Um, one thing that's really surprised me about Kansas City is they went out this offseason and spent all this money and went and traded for Pro Bowl left tackle in Orlando Brown. They really tried to reinforce their offensive line after what happened in the Super Bowl. And it's really just kind of like they didn't do anything. It almost looks like I mean, last week against Tennessee, Mahomes was just running for his life again. Um, so the offensive line has really disappointed 
to me. And uh, yeah, I would definitely look for Mahomes to be dumping the ball off rather quick this week. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, you have to cut them some slack because it's such a it's a new line. Mm-hmm. But you're right; they haven't quite pulled it together. On paper, there is an opportunity to run it here, though. Casey has a 50% run advantage against New York, um, so Daryl Williams definitely in play, and we know that he'll catch catch balls as well. Yeah, uh, Jarek McKinnon in the mix got a couple catches last week, so he could steal some of that some of that work. But if Casey's ahead. I like I like Williams as a potential play here, and that's probably it for me. Uh, oh, Demarcus Robinson's really fallen off. Mm-hmm. Josh Gordon hasn't quite acclimated yet. Only one right. target last week, no catches. So yeah, it's that initial group um, where we're trying to get as much out of Mahomes, Kelsey, Williams, Hill, Hardman. Um, that's where I'm gonna I'm gonna look this week with Casey. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's must win time for Kansas City. I mean, they're three and four now. Is that right? I believe they're three. That's and correct. Four. Yeah, yeah. Hard to believe, but yeah, three and four. It's must win. They lose this game. I mean, their season's pretty much over. So they've got to win this game. And I think Andy Reid's going to plot all the stops. You know, get that offense going and and uh, lead to a big win on Monday. That's right. And we look at every slate like a must win, where we give it our all. So we're going to do that for both of these games. We'd love to have you join us, dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, any questions, you can reach out to us on Twitter at dfscoachtalk. Uh, if you don't mind, hit that thumbs up. If you like these podcasts, we'll keep them coming to you in front of the paywall, 11 podcasts per week. Check out the Main Slate podcast if you haven't seen that yet, and check out our daily NBA shows, of course. Um, all right, so that'll do it for the primetime show. Appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, look forward to some some big winners this weekend. Enjoy the football uh, and the Halloween mixed yeah. in as well. Uh, quite a combo. True. Yeah. All right. Well, on behalf of Josh Crash Davis and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS. <laughs>